Hello, hello, hello. If you are watching on the internet, if you are watching on Twitch, we are glad to have you here. Even if you're listening on a podcast, welcome to TPN, the Props Network presents The Walk On. I am Joel Walkowski, the big Walkowski, stand-up comedy, also ran streetball legend. And I am here in the bedding bunker in a beautiful basement in Bushwick, Brooklyn. And you know what? I'm celebrating a birthday. It's not mine because I'm lying about my age this year. I'm celebrating the birthday of a renowned institution, a place that is seeking out to change the face of the way sports and gambling is covered in that country. And I'm bringing out the cupcakes from my good friends at the Props Network. Thank you for putting me on. Thank you for putting me at the center of your operations. And I'm here for the walk on today, but I'm also here every Monday and Wednesday on live stream, and I will have podcasts available four or five times a week, as well as social content coming to you at a regularly released interval. So, next tomorrow is September 10th. The Kansas City Chiefs face off against the Houston Texans, and the NFL season is here. And, you know, before we get down on the minutia of betting games, I want to bring on my friend, 52-yard Steve Clark, NFL analyst extraordinaire, and we're going to go over our playoff player prop bets for the 2020 NFL season. So if that's good with you guys, I'm going to bring on old Steve. Hey, what's up? Hey, Steve. How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm so excited for tomorrow. It, It all hit me really fast. Like I didn't think the season would happen up until about three weeks ago when hard knocks started coming out. And when I started watching hard knocks, I was like, wow, like this is actually happening. Yeah. As like a Rams fan, that must be half of such an exciting experience. for You (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, it makes me really like Jalen Ramsey a lot. Like it really warmed me up to Jalen. And so when they paid him an absurd amount of money yesterday, it made me okay with it. Absolutely. He reset the cornerback market. And then if you watched Hard Knocks, you saw him reset the Calabasas amazing manor market. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why does every young rich person move in Calabasas? I don't know if you've been to Southern California recently, but it that's the boonies. You're not near anything. You have to get an hour to the water. I don't yeah. get it. I don't know. I don't know either. Are they having fires right now out there? They are having fires. And like, Jalen Ramsey made such a stink about leaving Jacksonville, and Calabasas is the same culture as Jacksonville. Southern I don't know if there's any culture that matches Jacksonville yeah, in I just, America. Yeah, it just feels like Calabasas is the most appropriate place to wear no shirt and sandals to a bar. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty close. So you feel good about the Rams this year? Are you bullish about their outlook? No. I mean, I, I think they'll win nine games. I think their number right now, if you wanted to bet it, is at nine, so I'm staying away. Um, I don't know, man. And I don't even know about the future of the team either. We're spending so much money on Like Jared Goff, Aaron Donald, now Jalen Ramsey all have these monster contracts. I don't know how we're going to afford to pay Cooper Cup or to keep anyone else on the team. So the division's really good. I don't see us coming in first or even in second. I think the Seahawks and the Niners will take those two spots. We'll be lucky to maybe grab that third wild card spot, but not terribly enthusiastic about what they're going to do this year. But whatever, you know, I'm a Rams fan. I'll, I'm going to bet on them in Week One against the Cowboys, even though I know the Cowboys will win by 15. 
You know what? I'm talking myself into that same bet. I feel like the Cowboys on a national stage, like, you know, we kind of had this with the NBA bubble. You want to take flyers on well-run organizations, and I'm not sure that Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy lead to that. Yeah, that's true. It's a Mike McCarthy's first game with them, and that could be a nightmare. So let's hope let's hope for that. I think the, the Cowboys are like minus two or minus two and a half. It's moving upwards, too. It's minus three last I saw on DraftKings. So. Oh, I'll take Rams plus three. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll buy a half point. I'll make a day of it. I haven't been burned buying getting the Rams plus three ever, you know? <laughs> no, me neither. It's certainly not against Baltimore last year. Yeah. And um, so before we get into it, um, we have our over-unders. We each have a few of them. You did an awesome blog on the Props Network site today going over some of your favorite bets for the season. So yeah. do you want to kick us off? Sure, yeah. And if you want all this in writing, if you want my analysis on each of these picks, go to the Props Network, check out the the blog I wrote. I think I did eight season-long player props. So I don't know. Some of them might be worth putting some money on. Uh, I'll start with Derek Carr. Uh, for some reason, and I don't know what what's going on, Vegas is really undervaluing Derek Carr. I'm actually like kind of excited about the Raiders. I think they could win eight or nine games this year. Maybe I'm an idiot, but... They're ha- they have him at 3,250 passing yards. That's the number, 3,250 and a half passing yards at minus 110. He's never thrown for that few yards in his entire career. He averages around 3,800 yards every season. Why is the number 600 yards less than his career average? It doesn't make sense to me. People were worried about Marcus Mariota. I'm pretty sure he's on the IR now. He's not even like Nathan Peterman is the backup quarterback. If Derek Carr stays healthy, he's going to play every game. If Peterman comes in, he'll throw six interceptions and a half. Derek Carr's right back in the game. There's no real competition at the quarterback position. If he stays healthy, plays 15 games, 16 games, he's throwing over 3,250 and a half passing yards. And I agree with a lot of the logic there, except for the first thing you put out there. I don't know if you had the Raiders winning eight or nine games. I say this thing about well-run organizations, and I can think of no worse move for an organization than having the fail son of the Davis family supervise a billion-dollar move across state lines. The oh, Raiders, yeah. I can't imagine they're up. To, do, do they have their copy machines hooked up? I don't think so. Derek Carr will do that if he gets to play 16 games, no question. But is Gruden going to do something stupid with Peterman or Mariota? I don't know. I I don't think they're serious threats, but we also saw Nathan Peterman get an extension this week. So yeah. <laughs> there's a little bit of a chance that Gruden does something stupid there. The They're a new team in a new city. They're in Las Vegas for the first time this year. They're not going to risk anything to have them go like 4-12. and 12. Or, they want to win as many games as they can in their new city. Or is this just Vegas's way of welcoming the Raiders? I don't know if you've looked around the <laughs> offshore books, but they're putting out these promos where you can get the Chiefs plus 100 points, the Chiefs plus 50 points for the first right. game. So I think Vegas is making it so every season-long prop for the Raiders will hit. <laughs> yeah. Nice little gift for their new, their new team. Yeah, we'll bet on this team. We swear, it's a good idea. So back to your division, I'm going to do my first prop now. And I think the NFC West, all the teams are good. I wouldn't be surprised to see any of these teams win 10 games. And this is a long shot I'm going to start off with. But I have Kyler Murray, passing yard leader at 
25 to 1. Passing yard in the NFL. In the NFL, I just feel like they've set up that offense for him to succeed. They're going to be in a lot of competitive games with great receivers at his disposal. So I could really see him kind of having a 4,500-yard season. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying that he's going to break out this year, and I can see why. It's kind of like the Lamar Jackson mold, right? Um, Where Kyler's going to do less with his legs and he's going to throw it more. He has three really good receivers. Like Larry Fitzgerald is no slouch, even though he's 48 years old. He's still going to be good for, you know, 80 catches and close to 1,000 yards. DeAndre Hopkins, the hope is 100 catches, maybe 1,400 yards. And then Christian Kirk is a really good receiver. So he has the tools around him. I, I don't hate that. 25 to 1, you might as well throw like $10 on that and see yeah. what happens. Putting Alexander Hamilton on that, you'll if you, he's in the hunt come week 14, 15, that'll be Catch a that. great way to spend it. Yeah. And, and you know, there there were a few Cardinals teams back in the day where we saw three receivers get a thousand yards, Fitzgerald, Bolden, and Steve Breston from the University of Michigan, of course. And we could see that again this year with with Kirk Fitzgerald and Hopkins. I would love that. Yeah, it would be amazing. I'm gonna throw down on that. So we That's will fun. see. Hey, you know what's exciting? Talking about Derek Carr again. Oh I have... baby. My second prop that I want to talk about is another Derek Carr number. They have his over-under for touchdown passes at 19 and a half. Wow. Again. Wow, 19 and a half. This dude plays even 14 games this year. He's throwing over 19 and a half touchdowns. Uh, He has a pretty bad career touchdown average at 4.3%. It's like in the top or the bottom third of the NFL. But if I did the math on this, I did some math. Even if he throws less than 500 passes, say he throws like 500, 490 passes, that's still good for 20 touchdowns. I think the, the least amount of passes he could throw with his current touchdown average is like 475. He's going to throw more than 475 passes this year. Last year he threw 513, and that was his career low. So, I mean, I'm excited about Josh Jacobs. I think they will hand the ball off a little bit more. The dude's going to throw at least 500 times. He's going to throw 20 touchdowns. It's silly. What are they? It, it, it doesn't make sense how much they're undervaluing Derek Carr. I love it. I'm going to take both of these. Well, it's kind of like how Matt Ryan is undervalued in fantasy. Like, there's no reason. If you go to the sports book and you walk out to go see your buddies and they're like, hey, what'd you bet on? And you're like, well, I picked the 27th best quarterback in the NFL <laughs> to do kind of okay. That's not a good Vegas weekend. That's not a good Atlantic City weekend. That's not even a good offshore book experience, but it's logic, you know? You're not going for the Tesla. You're going for the little buy-and-hold Boglehead stock here. I'm into it. Speaking of the stock market, woo-wee. DraftKings, it's up today, though, so... I I bought in on Friday. I'm pumped. You bought in. Now is the time. You're you're on the same team as Michael Jordan for once in your life. Doesn't that feel good? Feels great. It's the only time you can be on Michael Jordan's team without risk of being punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite part of owning 11 shares of DraftKings. Am I allowed <laughs> to say that here? I don't know. We will get know that potentially. Um, you know what? And I had a little fun with this. We got these lines off DraftKings, of course. They did the Cam Newton font from his Instagram for his I betting line for 300, 200. 3,250.5 passing yards, over 100. And you know what? We all know Joel Walkowski is a sucker for typography. I'm going over. You're going over with Cam. I'm going over with Cam, and like maybe that won't 
hit. Maybe I, I would be better served to take a flyer on Cam Newton's MVP odds, which are 40 to 1-ish. But I think that Belichick and McDaniels, they don't care about scheme. They're gonna, they've been drawing up packages for this sort of quarterback since Randall Cunningham was in the NFL, and I can't yeah. wait to see what they unleash. I think Cam will probably hit the over for all of his props if he ends up being the starting quarterback, but we will see. Did you see that report out of Patriots camp today that uh, he, in camp, completed less than 60% of his passes, and the only receiver who was able to ever get open was Julian Edelman? Uh oh! Hey, but you know what? The Patriots defense is good. Like him practicing against the Patriots defense is probably a positive for him. He's not going to go up against defenses that good in the regular season. And it's such a secondary heavy operation. You know, you're going against Chung and the McCourty twins. Like that's not an easy day at the office. I mean, exactly. we had the power go out here at the Props Network HQ in the beautiful betting bunker, and even I would rather do deal with that than have to throw passes against the brothers McCourty. Yeah, you know, if you like that, uh, the over yards pick, he's plus 450 for comeback player of the year. Well, I, I actually, this isn't one of my picks, but if I have a comeback player of the year pick, I think maybe Trent Williams. He's got long odds, and there is a narrative of him being freed from Washington that could yeah. be um, worth He's finally going to try. Yeah, big fan Nicola sent me that line, so props to Nick. I think you might be watching now, so I'll give you a little wink. Hey, what's up, baby? So, okay, go ahead. Well, we will throw the the board over to you. Hey, I got another another of the possibly bottom eight quarterbacks in the NFL. Beautiful. Prop pick here. I'm taking Gardner Minshew over eight and a half interceptions this year. You can get that minus 110. And that's that's just an amazing bet right there. Like that had to speak to you. Go all in on that immediately. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. The Jaguars, maybe they win two or three games this year. They're going to rely on Minshew to throw the ball close to 600 times. Who's their running back? James Robinson? Yeah, maybe Fournette will get um, cut again by Tampa Bay. He'll just be that, like, still pissed off. So they'll just send him free. He'll be back in Jacksonville. He'll have the same, like, purgatory eternity that they had, uh, Jags had, fans had on the good place. Yeah. He, I mean, I love Gardner Minshew. I do think he's a playmaker. I think he will make games exciting and fun to watch, even though the Jaguars will likely lose almost all of them. He, The whole weight of the team will fall on his shoulders. He's going to be forcing passes every game. They're going to be down 20, 20 points in the fourth quarter. He's going to be sent out there in the two-minute drill. He's just going to be chucking balls. If he throws the ball 550 times, you know nine of those are going to be interceptions. You know 25 of those are going to be interceptions. Exactly. This is not This is not a Derek Carr situation where Gruden may get cute and desperate and put in another quarterback. The Jags, for better or worse, are married to Minshew. They put themselves behind the eight ball, and now they have the worst defense in the NFL. Yeah. And can I just add a tangent? Has any fan base been more insufferable about almost making a Super Bowl than the Jacksonville Jaguars fan base? I get it, though. They had that stripped from them. Yeah, we, they, they had it stripped from them. But, but also, I don't want to hear about it if your organization didn't make a single good decision in the two years that followed it. It almost seems like, yeah, like after that happened, the Jags organization was like, well, Time to give up. Like, that's the closest we'll get for 20 years. Yeah, they could have taken Watson. They could have taken Lamar Jackson. And, I mean, Shad Khan, maybe you should be less focused on starting up AEW Wrestling and getting Man U to rally at the end of the year. 
that's not his team. Sorry, that's the no, Glazer, that's the Glazer families. Ah, dang it! I, I love Shad Khan, man. That guy looks like a cartoon character. It rocks. Yeah, he looks like the bad guy from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah. <laughs> He, he should just cosplay like that in the owner's box. <laughs> so me, we had one back in our pilot on days, taping in the back porch of the beautiful Sedona Manor. We fell in love with Drew Block over 3,100 passing yards, but I think we were a little too right on that, Steve. The they line, bump it up. The line for that has moved to 3,500 yeah. passing yards, which I'm not going to touch, but I still love... Drew Locke over 21 and a half touchdowns. Yep. I don't know why the Vegas as a whole is treating Drew Locke like he's an unproven guy, but he came in last year and actually had a lot of good starts. Like he beat a decent Houston team on the road and this Broncos team, they're just surrounded by weapons. Yeah. He's got, and their defense just took a major step back yesterday with that Von Miller injury. Oh, how bad is the Von Miller injury? He's out. I'm pretty sure he's out for the whole year. Okay, he's out for the whole year, so they're going to have to put up points, and I do think every game in that division is just going to be 38-35, to so defenders don't matter in the AFC West. Yeah. (laughs) He's out. Derwin James is out. Arguably two of the top five defenders in the division are out for the entire season. That projects for good QB overs, and you know what? Cortland Sutton, legit number one receiver. He's got Judy and Hamler. And then he's got Fant, Gordon, and Philip Lindsay. And hey, any of you playing fantasy? I kind of love the idea of getting Gordon as like the last good running back, then getting Phil Lindsay as your flex. Oh, playing both of them. Yeah, playing both of them. You just get the entire like platoon backfield. Interesting. Yeah, I'm trying it out. We'll see how it goes. I'm staying away from that backfield, but I do like that. Uh, that what was it? Twenty three and a half. Twenty one and a half. Yeah, take the over on that. Absolutely, over all day. Um, love Drew Locke. I like the Broncos. Before that Von Miller injury, I was like, yeah, they could win nine games. But now, I don't know what their defense is going to look like. And you know, I I think the Raiders are going to be a mess. I think the Chargers are already snake bit. I do like the Broncos at two to one odds to get one of those extra playoff spots. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, we know one isn't going to come from the AFC South. So you have three spots among the second place teams in the East, North, and West. I, I think that second place team is going to be the Broncos and Could Drew be. Locke. Could be. Could be. Now it's time for me to talk about the Rams. Let's talk about the Rams. Uh, Cooper Cup. This could be his last year in Los Angeles because I don't think they can afford to keep him. He... His number for touchdowns is six at minus 120. Him and Jared Goff are like best friends. They were roommates when they were rookies. Uh, Let's talk about some numbers from last year. Cooper Cup, where do I have him? 10 touchdowns on 94 catches last year. The year before that, six touchdowns on 40 catches. His touchdown rate is out of control. Like it's definitely going to regress. I don't see him catching a touchdown one out of every nine catches, but. He's in line for another, you know, 130 targets, 140 targets, maybe 90 catches. He just needs six touchdowns. And he's not a big guy, but he is good in the red zone. And, you know, Brandon Cooks is gone. Todd Gurley's gone. They got to replace those touchdown numbers somewhere. Cooper Cup, I can see him getting eight or nine touchdowns this year. And he's at six. Yeah, and the only way I I see this is not hitting is if Cooper Cup gets injured. And unfortunately, that is a possibility. 
And while we're here, let's just throw out the fact Jared Goff's touchdown over is 23 and a half. I mean, the division might be hard, but the fact of the matter is Sean McVay is still the guy running the shots. They're going to figure out a way to get 27, 28 points a game. And so I like the over numbers on Rams touchdown totals for both those guys. Yeah. And I don't know if you've watched uh, the Hard Knocks episode where they play on the new field. They say it is fast. They say that it's a springy field. Everybody's running fast on it. Maybe maybe it's a high-scoring field. Maybe this Cowboys-Rams game, I haven't looked at the over, but I'm probably going to end up taking the over on that as well. Okay, over over on a Sunday night. You want a little fireworks to end your weekend? I totally dig that, Stephen. My dog's not around. Give me all the fireworks. Yeah, man. <laughs> For those who have not listened before, my dog was so afraid of fireworks, she ate her own tail. Not bit it off, she ate it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, she's all right. She had no feeling in it. Like, I I woke up, I was covered in blood. It was like that scene in The Godfather. And uh, then I had to take her to the vet and cast Frank Sinatra in a movie. (laughs) Oh, boy. We are taking a trip to Dorktown, USA. Are you trying to get on the mob's bad side on this podcast? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, I've, all, I've, I've been wearing tracksuits and gambling for five years now, so I've appropriated Italian culture enough now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you talked about a bottom eight quarterback, and I'm going to talk about another one. I like Phil Rivers. Over 13.5 interceptions. Wow. I'm the only Phil Rivers fan in the world. And I recognize that Phil Rivers looked absolutely washed last year. Yes. And, and now he's going to Indianapolis, which is a very talented team. But the, yeah. the receivers, they're not the big targets that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are. And those balls, they're going to be hanging in the RCA Dome for about 40 years and people are just going to pick them off over 14 times. I think it's easy. I think the Colts are really going to struggle behind Rivers, and I'm prepared to put my money down for it. I think the Colts win the division. And maybe they win the division. I would I would like them to win the division if they had Brissett in there. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, like, Tom Brady's kind of ruined the way quarterbacks are evaluated. Like, it's now there's this notion that quarterbacks are going to stay relevant to their mid-40s, and, like... I think that's kind of putting some unfair expectations on a lot of aging QBs out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's here's the positive about Phillip Rivers. He's behind a better offensive line. True. Has no arm, but the Colts receivers are fast and small, a lot of underneath routes. But 13 and a half interceptions, is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I, I don't think the Colts will throw that much. I think they'll probably be in the bottom half for pass attempts just because they have Marlon Mack. Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hyde. Like, they have pretty loaded backfield. And with that offensive line, they could probably run the ball 25, 30 times a game and be fine. Uh, but, yeah, that's a that's a low enough number to where a gunslinging guy like Phillip Rivers could throw that many interceptions. Yeah, and Phillip Rivers last year reminded me of Peyton Manning in his last Denver Broncos season. I, yeah. I take that same arm. I adapt it to a different offense, different personnel in this offseason, of course. And I think shit's kind of going to hit the fan for him. And that's just my gut. I may be wrong. I've loved you for 15 years, Phil, but it's the end of the road for us. I love Philip Rivers. Yeah. One of the great hotheads of all time. Is he the James Harden of the NFL or is James Harden the Philip Rivers of the NBA? The world may never know. (laughs) All right. I got one for you. This one is for all the New York homies out there. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. 
a disaster last year with Adam Gase. No one can deny that. Adam Gase is a bad coach. He doesn't utilize his running backs well. But I'm still going to take over 1,200.5 yards rushing and receiving for Le'Veon Bell. So total yards, 1,200 and a half. I think he gets that pretty easily. Last year was a bad year. Everybody knows Le'Veon was not used well in the offense last year. He still got... 1,250 yards last year. He still would have gone over with the year he had last year. I think this year, with a better offensive line, another year for Sam Darnold, and a year hopefully when he doesn't have mono, they can use Le'Veon more to his strengths. Uh, maybe he gets closer to 1,000 yards rushing. I think last year he had like 750. He gets 60 catches like he always does. He adds another 500, 600 yards there. Easily cracks 1,200 yards. Le'Veon... Is coming back. And if there's any quarterback who's equipped to manage an offseason affected by viral outbreaks, it's our boy <laughs> Sam Darnold. He's been there. Yeah, he, he just had the same season in 2019 and 2020. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if everyone's quarantine is so hard and Sam's like, oh, this is a Tuesday. <laughs> this is what I do in September, dog. And I do like that um, the Jets receiving corps, Rashad Perriman, he's out early. He's banged up. They're incorporating Denzel Mims. And I don't Love. know the other receivers. I know they're still pen, paying Quincy Anunua, and his career's over. So the, Crowder? Oh, Jameson Crowder. Oh, very good. But yeah, they're going to have to run through Le'Veon. He will be the primary person running and receiving the ball. So I like that over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Minus 110, by the way. Pretty much even odds for that. Okay. So I have my sleeper Super Bowl pick, and I think it's a team with pass-catching weapons that's going to succeed through a dominant ground control offense keyed by Dalvin Cook, who I think will go over 1,050.5 yards. I rushing yards? Rushing yards, just rushing. He's only at 1,050? Yeah, only at 1,050. And, I mean, he is in a contract year. It's very much a prove-it. And with the loss of Stephon Diggs, this team was already running through Dalvin Cook. He was already the bell cow. In the, yeah. That's just going to be exacerbated. This is his. This is a running backs team more than any franchise this side of Tennessee. He, I, I'm shocked his number is so low. I guess it's because of the injury concerns. He hasn't played a full year yet, but... If he plays 10 games, he's getting 1,000 yards. Like, that's that seems like a gimme. Yeah, they're playing behind that. They use that kind of old Broncos zone blocking scheme because Kubiak's sort of, like, overseeing how it's implemented. I know they lost Stefanski, so he might not get quite the run you would expect. But I think he's a great back, and I think that offense yeah. is just 100% set up to put him in a position to succeed. Absolutely, and they have, I mean— well, they have Justin Jefferson as their slot guy now. They, they, they're they going to need the familiarity of Dalvin Cook this year to at least get the team back on track because they have a lot of rookies. Yeah, I think they had like 14 draft picks yeah, this, they had, this last year. They had 14 draft picks. They had a lot of holdouts. And, you know, while we're here, I would like to recommend Mike Zimmer 30-1 to 1 for Coach of the Year. Yeah, I, I think they're going to run away with the NFC North. I hated the off-seasons I saw of Green Bay and Chicago and things will never work out in my life enough for the Lions to contend for the division. <laughs> so I expect Mike Zimmer to cobble together the pieces, lead the Vikings to a 12-4-ish and record and a first-round bye, and I think he'll be rewarded, and I think Dalvin Cook's the reason why. 
I took the Bears under eight wins. That was one of the bets I put in today. Absolutely. Bears under eight wins. That's a bottom five franchise in the NFL. They'll be dealing with the karma of Brian Urlacher's comments and for Brian Urlacher turning his back to the bald community. Yeah, what is going on? You can't be bald for 15 years and get hair plugs and like... Can't be a public bald figure and then not be bald. And like I, I left New York for five months for coronavirus because I'm a dang coward, and yeah. um, I really missed an opportunity to come back with just a terrible toupee. <laughs> if I came back like Brian Urlacher, people would clown on me. I don't know why he's immune from this treatment. Um, maybe there's something with a bad hair plug treating CTE. Could it have saved Mike Webster? Who knows? Put a toupee on his corpse. Let's dig him up. Oh, man. Did I just go or did you just go? Um, I went you just over, went. I went over Dalvin Cook, and then you went with one of your little wagers. Because what, what else are we going to do? We're spending some money. We're celebrating, baby. The season's here. I got another player prop. All right. Austin Eckler. I have him at over 1,350 and a half yards rushing and receiving. Total yards. Uh, he's going to blow up this year, I think. With Melvin Gordon gone, he is the guy. I know that they're going to give uh, Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson some touches, maybe 100 touches between the two of them. That's still going to give Eckler 200 carries. He gets like 120 targets a year. It's crazy. Last year, he had like 98 catches, I think. It's insane. He's going to get so many catches, so many carries. He'll be around 300 touches. With 300 touches, he's going to get 1,350 yards. It's guaranteed. Also, did you watch him jump over five bags in hard knocks? I did watch him over five freak. bags. He's a freak of nature. I think the strength and conditioning coach in, in LA said that he's the strongest person he's ever worked with. Are we counting mentally or just physically? Because I think Anthony Lynn keeping coronavirus to himself is the strongest thing I've ever seen on HBO. Anthony Lynn is the coolest person of yeah. all time. It's going to be such a bummer when you see him coach the fourth quarter of any game. Yeah. He just seems so poised and cool. You get him, he's calling timeouts three plays in a row. It's like, oh boy, this guy is going to be a great coordinator. Yeah. Um, yeah um, I love yeah. the I love the Eckler pick. He's with Tyrod ha- Taylor, who is the most check down quarterback of all time. Like As a quarterback, he is just like a, a seven yard out turned into a person. Everything's underneath. <laughs> Nothing's too ambitious, and that leads me to believe it's going to go through Austin Eckler. Yeah, all over it. And I think they'll be kind of passive-aggressive and really try and make him a star with Melvin Gordon getting big money in the division. Yeah, well, they just paid him, too, so they need to use him. Yeah, absolutely. So let's stick with running backs. There's a team that a lot of people think will contend on the strength of their defense, and I hate their starting quarterback because... He's over 40 years old. I'm talking about James Conner, over six and a half touchdowns for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. I mean, the offense is going to work. Their defense should win field position battles, but they don't really have great size among their receivers. Their tight end is, I know they've got... They have Ebron, right? They've got Ebron, and no one is worse at the goal line than Eric Ebron. They might have Vance McDonald getting some highlights on Reddit here and there, but... I think James Conner is going to be the go-to goal line option here. And I would take him at eight and a half, the number six and a half. You got to love it. Yeah. I think Mike Tomlin just came out recently and said that James Conner is their bell cow running back. And he's the type of coach that will use one running back. We saw it with Le'Veon. 
We even saw it last year until Connor got hurt. Uh, if if he stays healthy, six and a half is a number he can easily get. Uh, but it's just a matter of if he stays healthy. Because last year, I think he never had a game with over 16 carries. The first game he had like 20 carries, he got hurt. So it's I just don't know how uh, how fragile he is, but. If he plays all 16 games, he's getting those numbers. Yeah, this is basically my version of your Cooper Cup-like bet. Yeah. We know yeah. the production will be there. The question is the health. And, you know, if he gets hurt, we're in trouble. But even in if he plays 10 games, this one could hit. He The offense is going to run yeah. through him to an, through an amazing degree. The other thing is that, not to uh, bring down the energy of this great uh, show we've been doing, these all might get refunded back to us, you know? You might as well put these in because the season could end in three weeks. Yeah, but you know what? Let's. I know we have the NBA bubble. Let's have our own mental bubble. When we come <laughs> on, this is a positive space. We leave all that negativity at the door because you know what? I have 23 hours a day to be pissed at the state of the world and sad and despondent. I only have one hour a day to talk bets with my friend, 52 yards, Steve Clark. Right. So here, we're shiny, happy people. We're getting... We're not, we're not only getting 16 games, we're getting a full postseason, we're getting MLB, we're getting NBA. Why not? Dude, they're doing a bubble for the MLB postseason. I'm pumped. Where's it going to be? Arizona? I think they have a couple locations. I forgot where they are, but there's going to be like over half the league is making the playoffs this year, I think. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be a crazy, it's going to be March Madness in baseball. Yeah, and I hope you will join us because you know I've turned my back on the on the national pastime, which I guess is now just protesting on baseball but um i'm gonna need you to come on and walk me through on the walk-on for where i should spend my mlb money yeah absolutely um so i think you're up i gave james connor you agreed we've had no arguments yet no i think it's funny that we're both going over on everything i think we just need some optimism in our lives like we need hope that things will happen so we're just saying that everything is going to happen everything's going to go over and i'm going well this isn't really an over this is michael thomas as the nfl reception leader at plus 350. this kind of seems like a square bet i mean like anyone who's even kind of watched football in the last three years knows that michael thomas is a target hog but he is a freak like their whole the Saints' whole offensive game plan is around giving Michael Thomas 15 targets a game, and they're all like 10 yard, quick little outs. He's gonna catch at least 120 passes. Last year, how much did he had? He had 185 targets last year. 150 catches, is that right? No, 149 catches. Insane. If he can even get 75 percent of that production. He will lead the league interceptions once again. Michael Thomas, plus 350. Also, pretty good odds. Pretty good odds. And the one thing that gives me reservations is, is there a receiver more well-suited to play in this offense than Emmanuel Sanders? I could see that taking some targets away from him. But you look at the other elite receivers, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, who's really the possession guy? The only guy I could see potentially beating him is DeAndre Hopkins, and he's in a home run offense and adjusting to new schemes. Yeah. That's the thing is that who, that who could else could you imagine getting like 125 catches this year? Like maybe Julio. Well, there's one uh, guy. Is there a long shot bet? Are there long shot odds on AJ Brown? AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Second year. I loved his rookie season. I love his over at 1,025 and a half. And I, 
there's no way with the loss of Jack Conklin, with the defensive departure of Jarrell Casey, I think that kind of ch- fundamentally changes the Titans' identity. And yeah. I think they're going to have to play with a little bit more pass, which means they're going to play... Sorry, they're going to have to play with higher pace, which means more passing the ball. And A.J. Brown is going to be the beneficiary of that. A.J. Brown is plus 3,300 for NFL receiving yards. Yeah, but if we're looking at a dark horse, like him and Terry McLaurin um, for the Washington football team were guys who showed me that they have the skills to be true number one receivers. Yeah. And if guys are at that talent level, they explode in the second year. So if this is the time to take that flyer. And I think A.J. Brown's the guy most well-suited to just, you know, get those Tannehill targets for 11, 12 yards. Right. That's true. I just don't know how much they're going to pass the ball. I mean, we saw him last year in the playoffs. He threw it 12 times a game. Yeah. I don't. I, they can't do that again, obviously. Defenses will scheme against that and make them throw. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's a fun one. Plus 3,300 is not bad odds for a number one receiver. Yeah, and I, I kind of operate under the assumption that a lot of teams, they – can't continue on with the momentum they ended the previous season with. And I think Tennessee with the line departures is the poster child for that. So if they have to scramble and reinvent their identity on the fly, like the clearest option for them to go is going to be through, you know, using AJ Brown in a Christian McCaffrey ish role where that you just kind of put the ball in his hands and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, what was your prop for that one? I like him over 1,025 yards. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, I, and I think Corey Davis could have a decent year too as the number two guy. Man, but who hasn't talked themselves into Corey Davis? Corey Davis is the last name player hanging around in every fantasy draft for five yep. years now, and he's always on the waiver wire for three years. Corey Davis, forgettable name, forgettable career, and forgettable not, name. It is <laughs> some guys they just get. That's why he's around so late. Fit that he was the fifth pick overall at a receiver out of Western Michigan. Go Broncos, baby, is such a historic aberration. I cannot believe the Titans front office at the time made that decision. Yeah. And we've all been like, oh, he was picked fifth overall. He's going to be good. Corey Davis sucks. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. Corey Davis. I can see him getting 800 yards this year. If, if Corey Davis gets 800 yards, I will eat my hat. <laughs> I will eat my new toupee that I will get to be the Brian Urlacher of Bushwick. All right, I got one more here. For NFL rushing yards leader, I'm taking Ezekiel Elliott at plus 800. Ooh. Really, this is just a matter of Zeke is so consistent. The best ability is availability. He stays healthy. When he's not suspended, he's on the field. He's averaged 97 yards per game in his career. His career. That's a crazy amount per game for a career. Um, I know people are concerned about the offensive line in Dallas, but, I mean, they're still good. They went from being amazing to good. They're not bad now. They're just good. Uh, and he, and the well, who's the coach now? Mike McCarthy? Yeah, Mike McCarthy. They got a C-minus at coach. Yeah, that's the one concern is that in Green Bay, you never saw, and maybe since Eddie Lacy, a running back who they gave the ball to like 300 times. Yeah, but- Zeke's gotten touches every year with Jason Garrett, who loves to be the most conservative person, probably off the field and on the field. And 
when you get 300 touches, you're going to get 1400 yards when you're Zeke. So if he gets 300 touches, I feel really good about this. I don't know what McCarthy's going to do with them. Yeah, I see it as a two-horse race. Zeke Elliott, Dalvin Cook. Maybe there is a dark horse bet with Cam Akers. I don't know. That'd be we'll fun. Derrick Henry's the favorite right now, actually. Yeah, I, I hate Derrick Henry. I had my first auction draft, and I was two minutes late, and my my Yahoo bot spent $75 on my least favorite player to have oh, in fantasy, no. Derrick Henry. <laughs> oh, you want to hear a crazy stat that I dug up? Yeah. Of the top 150 running back performances in the last 20 years, the average age of those running backs is 25. This is Ezekiel Elliott's 25-year-old season. If you're looking at Saquon Barkley, that guy's 23. He's a he, he's not 25. He's 23. He's a baby. He's not going to realize his potential. Yeah, place the 2022 futures bet now. I love the 25-year-old running back rule. This is the 25-year-old running back rule. Ezekiel Elliott is going to run away with it. You take you take a running back for a yardage leader when they're 25. You take a woman to Wendy's when she's 21. I don't know why it works, but that's how it works, baby. <laughs> that's how it works. What's okay. your what's your final one? Okay, um, I'm gonna go under on Chase Young sacks eight and a half, which is pretty high. Pretty high. Pretty high number. And when have we seen a rookie pass rusher come in and dominate the NFL? The the Washington team. They're not going to be playing from in front. They're going to be like, if they are competitive, it'll be Ron Rivera style where they're going to kind of like drag out these smash mouth games. And I, I don't, it's hard to see a rookie passing pass rusher, um, you know, come in and get over eight and a half sacks in limited packages in a truncated off season. Right. Well, the other thing, like teams are going to run on the Redskin, um, the Washington football oh, team. Oh, put a quarter in the in the team name jar. It sucks because now when you accidentally say that, it just sounds like you're saying a racial slur. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the name of their team anymore. It's almost like it was bad to say this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, teams are going to run on them. They're not going to pass a lot. That decreases the chance of sacks, obviously. Um, so yeah, I agree. Under my eight and a half for a rookie. Yeah, and seems I, like a big bet. Yeah, and I'm bullish on McLaurin just because I think they are going to be playing from behind so yeah. often. So I don't see things working out well for this team, and that leads me to go under on the Chase Young sacks line. Yeah, it will be fun to watch him, though. And one of our listeners reaches out. They said, you're smart about the Zeke pick because he already had COVID, so you don't have to worry about that. So Seriously, that was a strategy I was thinking about in fantasy. Pick up all the guys who have already had COVID because they're what they're immune for, what, three months? Isn't that the science behind it? Yeah, we, so uh, you know they'll be good for at least the first 10 weeks of the season. Yeah. It's, a, it's a genius move. Zeke is the only person, the only running back who is completely safe for the first half of the year. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna pick actually Josh McCown. He's quarantined by himself to be the Eagles backup. And you know, no one is safer than him. He is the NFL equivalent of Brendan Fraser and Blast from the Past right now. <laughs> McCown has the best life. Twelve thousand dollars a week to stay at home. Yeah, that where where are you at with that one, US government? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, he is, yeah. 
the United States should take notice of what the Eagles are doing. Yeah. They should pay everyone $12,000 a week to stay home. Yeah. And occasionally maybe join a Zoom call talking about football. Yeah. That's the line on Bernie Sanders. He wants to treat every American like they're Josh McCown. We can't (laughs) let him get into office. We're the, we're the most prosperous country in the world. We should all live the lifestyle of a McCown brother. There's no reason not to. Man, it, I'm so excited, dude. Yeah, we're I, so close. I am so stoked. And uh, thank you for coming on with me, Steve. Always great to talk to you. I can't see you, but I, the haircut sounds great. And, Beautiful. And I'll, I'll talk to you. We're going to have like some player props every week. So I look forward to seeing how that evolves with you here. Yeah, put all your money on these eight picks, and I guarantee, no, I'm not going to guarantee anything. I'll guarantee a good time watching the NFL. Yeah, hit us up during the games. Tell us we were right. Tell us we were wrong. And, you know, I I hope to have you on again when there's a Survivor season to talk about. Oh, that'll be the day. All right. Well, thank you to Steve. You can read his article on the Props Network website now. And what's your Twitter handle, Steve? Steve Clark 217? Great. Boom. on my birthday now. Oh, oh, you know, every Valentine's Day. (laughs) I think about Steve. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Steve. I will talk to you soon. Okay, so are you located in a state with legal online sports betting? Don't make a bet this season before you visit us at the Props Network, thepropsnetwork.com. And we the Props Network, we have you covered with free bets and bonus deals from all the top U.S. online sports book. Get $30 free bets, no deposit from Unibet. Get a 100% first deposit match from BetMGM, official sportsbook of the Detroit Lions, up to $500. Or you can try the PointsBet Sportsbook with four risk-free bets, totaling up to $1,000. The Props Network is also the only online sportsbook portal with live NBA and NBA, NFL and NBA odds for every game. So you can shop the comps and know you are getting the biggest payout possible before you lock in your bet. So do your bankroll a favor and check out thepropsnetwork.com today. You must be 21 plus to bet online or go to Wendy's. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. So I'm Joel Wachowski. This has been The Walk On. We will be back later this week. We have, you know, our first episode where Brian's joining us in studio. So we're going to talk NBA betting overview with the wonderful Dan Yang. And then former Iowa football player turned amazing comedian, Ethan SP. And we are going to go over all 32 NFL teams and give you the one thing you need to know. So that'll be out soon. As always, watch the stream, leave us comments, give us subscriptions, be there for us. And you know what? We are going to be there for you. I'm Joel Walkowski signing off for Props Network on The Walk On.